0: with the number one pick goes to the ex-clover with the number one pick goes to the ex-smoker with the number one pick goes to the ex-fornicator with the number one pick goes to the ex-buddhist with the number one pick goes to the ex-muslim with the number one pick goes out to the ex strung out, with the, out the with the number one pick goes out to the ex-homosexual with the number one pick goes to the X, I don't know what to believe. We present these testimonies of coming into our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We present to many, we present to some, we present to all, we present to a few. If there's only one, we present to you draft day. Be blessed. Hello, family, and welcome to the draft day show. Hosted by yours truly, Johnny J. Jr. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and Burgers. Also at my website, DraftDayManagers.com, you can check out blogs and future episodes. This is episode 8 of season 2, where we have titled it Defending the Gospel, Part 2. Hope you enjoy it. Deal with this testimony because I still have uh, a lot more to say. And uh, just as I was saying about the Muslim, uh, our conversation wasn't as detailed as the Jehovah Witness. But again, the lifestyle stood out because that's the biggest thing against any religion. Your lifestyle has to change because when people get through talking and sounding deep, holiness is still right. And how you carry yourself means a lot. And um, that's what stood out. And again, it opened up my understanding, opened up my mind to understand that. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff out here. And if you don't get rooted, you're going to be like a lot of people. And uh, so one of my other encounters is uh talked with a guy who was on that, as they say, commit. I think the technical name would be, it's multiple stuff, but the technical name that he was under, uh, and the reason why I wanted to get it right, because I want people to know what it is. And so when you see it, you can run from it. It was uh, called Commit Spirituality. And basically it's like some Egyptian uh it's a lot of the Egyptianology, uh a lot of stuff actually that Pharaoh and them did. So basically it's witchcraft. You know, if you read in Exodus, the Pharaoh that had the chisel his in in bondage, they did a lot of witchcraft. And so I know, you know, a lot of times we think a lot of sins, you know, come from uh outside places, but a lot of a lot of the wickedness came right out of Egypt and it came the uh, unfortunate through some black people, you know. So we know everybody's sins and We know any color can be saved, uh, but a lot of a a, a lot of wickedness, you know, uh, came through uh, that that culture of of folks being black. And I know sometimes TV has made it seem, uh, you know, they made of what we say whitewashed it, you know. But the Egyptians, they were black. They were smart. They were educated and they did have money, but they were wicked and they were not saved and so you know we, we as black people have to draw the line you know no matter how much you admire somebody you know just because their skin color looks like ours or because they have the same ethnic background you know we got to put a difference between right and wrong you know when they go across the boundaries of jesus christ and you know we gotta we gotta put a stop to that you know uh so yeah egypt you know they were colored people and you know they were sophisticated and educated and well to do and money uh and But a lot of what Pharaoh and them did uh, in the book of Exodus, uh, you know, a lot of it was witchcraft. And so in this day and time, because Jesus is so close and because the, uh, the enemy knows how to get each race, you know, he can't do the same thing with each race. So there's things that you'll battle with, 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 with uh, a white person. Uh, I know from experience that I won't battle with, with a black person. Uh, I've said uh, on, a, on, a, on a previous podcast, most black people aren't atheists. You meet the average. I've never met a black atheist. So every time you talk to a black person, they don't have a disbelief in God. Their problem is it's the wrong God. Now, you're going to find most atheists are going to be white people. So when you're dealing with going against the Big Bang Theory and evolution, you're probably, in my case, you're probably going to talk to a white person. When I'm dealing with, whole white man wrote the Bible and man wrote the Bible and we got to get back to our African roots. 10 times out of 10 I'm talking to somebody that looks just like me. So but the the the, the common thread is they both going to lead you to eternal damnation. And so the enemy is coming out to everybody. Uh so we have to uh, both sides have to put into perspective that we have to defend the gospel not color. So I don't defend black, I don't defend white. Uh, Yeah, I don't uphold racism, and I understand there are some injustices, but I don't spend a whole lot of time talking about no politics and injustices when the major injustice is people are are denouncing the Bible every day. People are blaspheming Jesus Christ every day. People are dying and going to hell every day. So I don't have time to talk about color when I need to spend that time defending the gospel. And again, I love the way uh, God has opened up doors uh, for me. Uh, to be able to defend that gospel, two blacks, two 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 white people, and uh you know some good response and some bad response. Either way it go, uh the gospel was defended, and uh either decision that they make, you know the blood was off my hands, and so I just thank God each day when I think about those different things. But uh, back to the other brother that was on the um Egyptian type of stuff, which is the uh you ever heard, like, I'm woke? You know, as a believer, you're not woke. So we as saints and Christians, we don't go around talking about we woke. You got to understand what you're saying. And so, but those are the people with the third eye, the Egyptian stuff. Uh, uh, they wear the ump that looks like a cross, but it has the little circle in the top. Uh they believe in the eye of horus and osiris and the sun god and the moon god and a lot of stuff that even back in the day that our parents or grandparents that earth went in fire they had a lot of that mysticism witchcraft on their music and a lot of the bob marley uh some of his stuff even though he was kind of more so rastafarian that's where a lot of the dread wearing stuff came from uh was from a false religion that's why most people going around putting stuff in their hair and doing certain things and don't even understand, you know, what they're picking up. Uh, but so a lot of, uh, especially around that 70s, 80s, a lot of different music groups picked a lot of that up, uh, a lot of different entertainers. Unfortunately, a lot of the church uh, picked it up because they really didn't discern, didn't know what uh, what, what it was, uh, either through not reading the scriptures or praying or discernment or whatever the case was. So a lot of it, uh, you know, uh, you know, crept into the church, and so again, they believe on um, talking to their ancestors and waking up the ancestors, and you know, communing with the dead, and they're real big on the chakras, which is just like yoga, which is what Buddha does, which is what Hinduism does, because you see, the devil is just wrapped. He's he's tied into all of it, but he's just got different six. So he just he he takes a net, flings it out there, and whatever comes out, he's satisfied with. But Jesus Christ is saying, no, this is how I want it done. This is my way. And if it's not done this way, then I don't want it. And so the reality that God has also shown me that it just makes more sense and it's easier to just serve Jesus Christ. And it's going to be a sad day for so many people that the easiest way was just to believe on Jesus Christ. And so they did all this extra out of the ordinary stuff to get away from the true gospel and going to end up facing eternal damnation. Uh, So... But that's what he was on, and <clears throat> me and him again had a lot of different conversations. Uh, and what you really find out with people, what I've, what, I've, what I've understood also, when they get through with all that man wrote the Bible and, you know, white man this, and, you know, it's, it's control, and, it's the, you know, they trying to control us with religion. And when you get through talking with them, you always find out it's one or two things. Something dramatic or traumatic happened in their life, And they ain't forgave God over it. They're mad at God. Or two, there's some sin that they don't want to let go of. Many times when you talk to people of different religions, the one thing that's going to stand out for you in truth is living right. And the thing is, when you talk to them, they got a sin that they can't let go of. There's a drug. There's a woman, a man. There's something that they can't let go of. Or two, something real bad happened in their life. And, uh, you know, they can't forgive God for it. You know, so they the devil has to trick them and go through all these rituals and theatrics in order to basically denounce God instead of trusting God and going out to God even more. Or because they say I've heard people say because they prayed to God and he didn't answer, so that means he wasn't real and they left him. So basically all the other times God bless you, that was a God. But the one time he says no, or you don't get your answer all of a sudden there is no god. That's like having some parents that every time you say ask for something they say yes, but then the time they say no, they're not your parents anymore. You know, that's oxymoron. That doesn't make any sense. You know, so uh when you really get through with it, a lot of times people think it's deep and taboo, but it's really not. God is just saying people don't want to trust me people don't want to believe in me and people don't want to live right and people want to go about doing it their own way and because Jesus said you can't do it your own way if any man come after me he must first deny himself so because many people even in the body of Christ will not deny themselves they make up their own God bring up their own God come up with their own doctrine and they still mix it with some truth and the devil is so cunning he'll take that, twist it and spin it out and then put it out there. And now because we have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and because millions of people can see something in a matter of seconds, false doctrine can spread like wildfire. And because many people are so afraid of the church now or don't want to be under authority now or so fearful now because nobody's sending on a true leadership, somebody can just go live for 20 minutes and could deceive a whole nation. Somebody can de- Somebody can go live for 20 minutes and could deceive a whole country, can deceive a whole congregation if it's just one person, you know, because you never know who that one person is called to. So if that one person is called to reach 10 million people, but you just corrupted them. You just corrupted 10 million people, and the people don't look at it like that. That's why I'm not quick to go live. That's why I don't do a podcast every week. That's why sometimes I go months without doing one because I'm not just finna say something just to be saying something, you know. Because you gotta understand what you're saying is gonna affect somebody. And everybody's not strong minded. Some people are weak minded. And your words mean something. Every idle word the Bible said is gonna be judged. And so you have to be careful, uh, you know, when you're speaking certain things. And so but back to the guy. Uh the thing that they really stood out critically with him Like I said, that was the big that's what that's with him, that's what opened up my understanding that when you talk with people of these different religions, God put the light bulb on me. He said, see, folks, it ain't really about the different this and different it. People don't want to live right. He didn't want to give up sin. Because he had to take up his cross and follow me. He couldn't do it. And so that was another thing that added to so when I stand and declare and say that Jesus Christ is the only way. Uh, we have to add that living right. You have to deny yourself and you have to take up your cross, but you have to let God do it because no man can live, save on their own. So this gospel, you have to give people the full gospel. You know, some people just talk about the love and mercy of God, and some people just talk about the the, the hell. We have to give you the love, the mercy that he's willing to save anybody. But we also have to give you that he's the God of vengeance and he's the God of judgment. And he's the God of destruction. You know, God destroys and kills also. So we have to give people the full picture so they can get the full rundown. So then when God draws them, you know, they know exactly what they're getting into. Because I tell you, when you talk to people of other religions, they're going to give you the full rundown, the full history. So how much more so So the people of God? We have to give people the full history of Jesus Christ. Tell him where he come from, tell him what he's about, tell him about his commandments, tell him what he stands for, tell him what he likes, tell him what he don't likes. And we get that personal information through our own personal relationship, through our convictions, through our prayer life, through our fasting and through reading the word, because that's the ultimate authority. And so, uh, again, with the Jehovah's Witness, I learned how to uh, I had to really get in the word for myself uh, with the Muslim. I understood that my lifestyle meant a lot, and I understood that that was another level of growing Uh, with the comedic spirituality, or the Egyptian, the woke stuff. I understood that a lot of times when people join religions and false gods, it's really a lifestyle that they're not ready to live up to, so a other god allows them to do what they wanna do, but still get the benefits. See, with Christ, you gotta gotta obey. So if you do this, you'll get this, but if you don't do this, you're not getting this. And so I learned that, and of course you look at it through social media, <clears throat> that's why I had to start um putting locks on certain things. You have you have people making fake pages and or you have people that would just say crazy, like off the wall. You know, I've had people ask me, I don't even wanna say, uh I had one guy ask me, Did I wanna, you know, be intimate with Jesus? Like, like where did that come from? So you got people who are really So people think when I talk about demons and witches, like it's just to be taboo. Like people are really filled with demons and are really, they really crazy. You know, people are nutty out here, and so you really got to be standing and truthful and have some power so you can know what to stand against and know what to say against it and know how to not be afraid because people are really out here or say anything, do anything, and it's not just the status quo. Sometimes how we think. So I don't just say stuff again out of. You know, I'm very mindful of what I say, so I just want to, like I say, encourage the body of Christ that, you know, um, you know these things are really out here. And some of you have faced it or going to face it. And uh, this other testimony, uh, I remember back when I had a Mustang, uh, I was on my way to work. And uh, I remember I was headed to Walmart. So it was going to pick me up like some sandwich meat and bread. And I'm not one of those ones that say, you know, God told me, you know, I can probably count one hand how many times I know for sure God said this, and I know it was God. without I didn't question it, nothing. So I remember driving, you know, when you hit the speed, when I Walmart, you hit the speed bumps, and, you know, you, just, you have to slow down. I'm getting ready to find me a parking spot. And so I remember God saying, go to Dollar General. And so I could be honest. I was like, Dollar General, you know? That's how I'm thinking, you know. Walmart's my favorite store. I get everything I need. So I'm like, I got to drive. And the way, I, the way my job was set up in the area and where I needed to go, Dollar General was out the way. And so I was like, I got to go way over here. And even though it's a like Dollar General, it ain't always cheaper. So, you know, I'm I'm not trying to advocate for Walmart, but I, uh, I don't like spending extra money if I ain't got to. So I was like, I got to go spend extra money. I got to go out the way. I kind of was already running late. And I didn't have a reason, you know, so, but I knew it was some reason. I just knew it was God's voice. And the whole time I'm driving, I'm complaining. I'm like, why am I going to Dollar General? But I'm driving there. And so I get there, I pull up. There's this guy standing outside passing out these pictures with like doves on it. And it says, Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. So it before I go in the store, he's asking, like, hey, you want to buy one of these for a dollar? I was like, I see when I come out. So I go in the store, so I'm thinking God got me here, like somebody's sick, you know, I got a witness to somebody, et cetera, et cetera. You know, uh, so I'm in the store walking around like, Lord, why am I in here? And like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm clearly in here for something. So I go to the counter, you know, I pay for my stuff, uh, I leave, I had some change in my pocket, I was like, all right, here you go. And so I go back to my car, I was like, Lord, you sent me here and this is no offense, I hope the guy don't hear it, but it's the truth. Uh, he drew the birds and was some ugly looking birds. So I was like, God, you send me here to buy some ugly birds for a dollar. I said, This can't be. So I'm I'm trying to think. And I I remember some of me was just like, Go back and talk to him. Go back and talk to him. So I go back over there, take a couple of dollars with me. I said, uh, Let me get a couple more of them. You know, I'm just trying to, you know, find a way to open up conversation. He was like, Oh, you like them, don't you? And in my mind, I'm like, No, these are some of the ugliest birds I've ever seen. And so I give him the money, give me the birds. So I asked him, I was like, well, how long you been saved? He didn't really recognize that. So I was like, well, how long you been a Christian? And so he was like, well, I asked. We pray you've been enjoying the show thus far, and we hate to cut a pause in it, but we just want to take a brief intermission with what we call Words for My Leader. Thank you. Be led by the Spirit. Be controlled by the Spirit. Amen? Amen, because I don't want my living to be in vain. Thank you, Jesus. Make no sense to me to, to be lost out of the church. That don't make no kind of sense. To be lost out of the church. To sit up under sound doctrine and sound teaching. And, and, and got witnesses and examples of people that are living right and living holy. And holding on and then we sit here and be lost and miss it but the saints had that right to they said if i if i die my soul be lost and nobody fall behind asked him church, something, about, something about the church i asked him about he told me what church he went to then i think i asked him how long he had been saved he didn't recognize i guess what he was like huh so i was like well, how long you been a christian He was like oh uh, to be honest man he said man i don't even believe in this man i really practice islam he said, "I just do this because I know people around here ain't too fond of uh, you know uh, you know the Muslim thing." And right then, you know, it was just it was just birthed in me, you know. Uh, it just spilled out, you know. I didn't beat him up. I didn't you know just throw him in hell. And he only let me talk about a few minutes because he kind of just ran off and did what he wanted. Because he really was out there hustling uh, using Jesus' name, you know. When he could have went, you know, fill out an application, you know. Just in my honest opinion. But, uh, you know, I had a chance to talk to him. I said, what you're doing is good in terms of Jesus Christ and passing up." I said, but you don't even believe this. I said, what good would it do to, to, to make these pictures? And somebody else be blessed by it. But then you stemming from God. He said, I never knew you. And I told him about some of the other religions. I said, Jesus Christ is the only way. I said, look at this God and this God. They all dead. Look at how they always mock and blaspheme Jesus Christ. You think it ain't no realness to, to that God? You know, if God, if Jesus wasn't as real as he was, or they say he is, why they always mock him? Why they always blaspheme him? Why are the other gods dead? Why can't they find him in his tomb? You know, I began to just go forth. And like I so said, it was only like, you know, two to five minutes of just me saying it. And uh and then he ran off, but uh as I I always think about and that was again my early I wasn't no more than twenty-five. If I was twenty five, I wanna say, 'cause I had that Mustang and I had got another car at twenty-five. So I was twenty-three, twenty-four years old, young man, maybe two years of salvation, maybe, and you know, I obeyed the voice of God, not going in as as minute as that seemed, as crazy as that seemed. Being obedient, going way to Dollar General, not going to Walmart and uh encountering uh or oh, that man just for that two to five minutes of you know witnessing to him, you know, or just telling him declaring defending the gospel, not compromising, well, you know, uh well, you know it's okay, you know, 'cause favorite con say some good things, no, 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 I denounced all of that, I debunked all of that Jesus Christ is the only way. You know, and it wasn't argumentative, it wasn't debating, it wasn't loud, it wasn't, you know, causing a scene. But I declared in those two to five minutes with no congregation, you know, no amen corner, but just a simple uh, truth. What I believe, what I knew of God, what I seen of God. And it was just that opportunity. I always go back every now and again and just reminisce on it. Just, uh, Just sometimes when I'm down or discouraged or... You know, like God, what do you want me to do? God, I feel stagnant. I sometimes go back to that and I just you know, I'm just in you know, in awe I have God. Something simple as going to another store, open up an opportunity, and I had so much peace and joy. But God had prepared me on the work on the workforce of just uh reading the scriptures and defending the gospel and coming against other different things and being prepared then in that moment because you never know who, when God going to take people out. You never know when people, that's their last chance. You never know. That might have been a moment that God has been giving them dreams and dealing with them, you know, one plant, another water. And so maybe that was the plant or maybe that was the water to, you know, for God to give that increase. And so uh, I, I learned in that situation to always be obedient, uh, you know, having always passed it, you know, even since then. But knowing that uh, being able to hear the voice of God, you uh, know, obeying the voice of God, you uh, know, even though you don't understand it, or even when you don't feel like doing it, because you have to be honest, obeying God, you don't always feel like obeying God, but even in a simple task, and when you don't feel like it or don't want to, uh, you know, the encouragement and the joy that God gave me, and so I was on fire after that, you know, I was ready to go preach to everybody after that, and so again, it's like those moments to where it, there was another, uh, uh light bulb on to okay you know Lord, this is what i'm supposed to do any chance i get i'm declaring that jesus christ is the way every moment i get there's no other god and i guess i give one more because there's, there's several uh i give this last one um uh, it's kind of recent um uh, uh, we know that the uh, religion is growing fast even now, especially among blacks. Uh, and I'm not trying to keep it, quote-unquote, racial, you know, because I don't want to offend anybody white or or I don't want to make it sound like I'm picking on my own color. But uh, the Hebrew Israelites is really uh, gaining a lot of traction. They've always had their, um, uh, what they want to say, followers, or they've always had their disciples, or they've always had their cunning deception, but they have kind of in the past, I want to say half a decade, have kind of picked up. Uh, the closer we get, uh, the more bolder the devil is using them. And if you kind of read Romans and Galatians, I mean, Paul just dissected their religion. I mean, I don't know how they can read Galatians and Romans and still want to be one. But that's why if you study their stuff, many of them start denouncing Paul. And uh, the reason why being a Hebrew Israelite is so dangerous, number one, just to explain, in case anybody is one, somebody thinking about being one, somebody got a coworker bugging them, or somebody's got a, a woke auntie or uncle that want to try to recruit you, again, you can say this out of love, you can say this out of, you know, without debating. After you say this, you leave them alone. After you say what you said, shake the dust off of your feet. One of the reasons why being a Hebrew like especially when they get this extreme, uh, many of them started announcing Paul. Not all, but they eventually get there. The reason why that's so dangerous, because if you denounce Paul, you have to denounce Peter. Why do you say that? If you read in the scriptures, Peter gave homage to Paul. Paul even talked about how how him and Peter talked. You know, Paul was the one that said, I I was still Peter face to face, and he deserved it. Basically, he rebuked Peter in front of everybody. But Peter also gave credit and homage to Paul. He talked about how some of Paul's writings sometimes were hard to understand and 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 things like that, but he gave great credit to Paul. So it wasn't like a, a disrespect, and neither was it with Paul, with Peter. You know, both of these men loved each other. They both loved God. Peter was called to the Jews. Paul was called to the Gentiles. They both did a work unto the Lord, but they both gave credit. And, uh, you know, as a quote-unquote, as we would say, a shout-out to each other. So you have me and another brother in Christ, but we didn't say we in two different places. Let's say through this podcast, another brother has a podcast. And, you know, over my podcast, I give him credit or I give him a shout-out. And I say, hey, so-and-so, so-and-so, that's my brother in the faith. And then he comes and does the same thing. So if somebody, if we pass away and somebody comes along denouncing me, they have to also denounce that brother because that brother gave credit and homage and a shout-out to me saying what I was, what I am, how we fellowship, et cetera, et cetera. So when you denounce Paul you and his teachings and his writings, you have to denounce Peter. Because Peter gave, again, credit and homage um, and, and a shout unto Paul, saying that his writings were credible. Now, the danger really comes in now, because now when you denounce Paul, you denounce Peter, you now have to denounce Jesus Christ. Why? Because it was Jesus who told Peter, upon this rock, I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So if I denounce Paul, I have to denounce Peter. If I denounce Peter, I got to denounce Christ. Once you denounce Christ, you are anti-Christ. And the Bible says we already know where the Antichrist is going. You know they don't make it in, so that's just one sect of not even getting to the racist part of it, not acknowledging Jesus is God. Uh, Just a lot of other different things. You basically made the uh, the cross of non-effect because you're trying to keep ordinances and laws that even the children of Israel couldn't keep. Uh, Just so many different things that that, that's wrong in in their doctrine. But to me, that's the biggest thing, especially when they get deep, deep in it, they start denouncing Paul. And when you denounce Paul, like I said, you got to denounce Peter because Paul wrote most of the New Testament. And, and you know, and most of the New Testament, you know, you got outside of Paul's teachings, you know, you got first Peter, second Peter. And you got the book of Acts, which is about Paul and Peter. And then a lot of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, uh, Peter was kind of. You know, uh, I don't want to say main character because these men were really real. But Peter is, the, you know, out in the forefront. So when you denounce these two men, you denouncing the validity, basically, of over half of the Bible. And then, of course, because in the beginning it was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. Guess who you're denouncing? So once you denounce Jesus Christ, we have a whole nother issue at hand. And so um, but to get to the testimony with the um, with the uh, Hebrew Israelite again. I didn't want no smoke. I didn't want to be bothered. And I seen them coming in. And so if this young man hears it, uh, I don't know. Uh, we're not friends via social media. Uh, he may not ever hear it. But just in case the Lord allows him to hear it, uh, this is not out of, uh, you know, uh, belittling or shaming. But this is just out of a, because I'm a believer in the Bible and I got to defend it. And I have to hope that somebody hears it, receives it. And I have to edify the body of Christ. So. Uh, this young man, of course, I won't even say his name, um, he had started work. And uh, I could see he was getting started early in the morning, you know, uh, speaking his propaganda and preaching his stuff. And, you know, they can have multiple wives, even though the Bible said let every man have his own wife and every wife her own husband. You know, they're trying to manipulate that. And so he began speaking and, and preaching his propaganda. And I knew it was coming. So I sat in the corner, I said, God, not today. I knew it was. I'd have been here before. Like I said, I'd have been here with the Muslims, the Jehovah's Witness, the Agnostic, the 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 Egyptian folks. You know, I'd have been in the break room and six, seven people coming in. Been like I'd have been been there, done that in these short years of salvation. I said, God, not today. I would say I was tired. It was early in the morning. I said, God, not today. I do not feel like it. Few hours go by. He came my way. I said, oh, here we go. And so I won't get into um, the gist of the conversation because uh, it just be too long. But, man, he me end up talking about at least an hour. And when I say these people are brainwashed, I mean, they brainwashed on another level. And they have some truth, and, and that's what the devil does. And they're really programmed, and they have, a, again, a lot of insight. And, uh, again, some of it, a good, about a good 25 even want to say 50%? That's a lot of truth, a lot of good, a lot of like. Okay, I see where you're coming from. Even if it was 99% truth, all it takes is that 1% error. And of course, they don't have 99% truth. Uh, uh, I believe you know all of it's false. But you know, again, the enemy he'll put a little of this and put a little of that. You know, it don't take a lot of pause and to ruin a meal. So you know, you can. My favorite food is barbecue. You know, it can look good, but you put this poison in it, you know, you just ruin the whole meal. So, uh again, they put this percentage of truths in it to and the way they do it, that's so knowledgeable they can they can spit it off until they sound like a walking Google and they sound really uh uh, you know, uh just smart and dedicated and all these things. But the things that I learned over the course of the years dealing with that he reasonite, lifestyle, sin don't want to come out of or there's something traumatic and when you really understand why they're in it, a lot of times those men and women have never been loved properly. Uh, get to the root of the matter here, some things have happened in that childhood that they don't want to discuss and the devil is giving them a way to, to release that anger. And the root cause for a lot of them men and women, they just need somebody to love them. They need a true God that's going to show them what love is. And if they were to receive it, we have that in Jesus Christ of the Bible. And uh. But it was just amazing how when I talked to him from over that hour, what he used to, what he did with people was he would just mesmerize them. Of course, everybody didn't receive it, uh, but he—I could tell you, he could mesmerize people. He could, he could, he could—you uh, know—what uh, he spit off. But I, I, I told him I said I've been here and done. That. I said I done had talks with multiple people of different religions. I said all that information you giving me, I already know about it. Uh, a lot of stuff I already know what they know, or maybe know more. Uh, and so I'm already rooted and, and grounded. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna sway me. And so what I did, take the time to, to, to convert scriptures. I took the time to say, I believe, I told him face to face, I disagree with you. I believe you're in error. I believe you wrong. Uh, I said, if you're not careful, you're gonna only be even more deceived. That's not the truth. You know, and I did it out of love. I even told him, I said, it's nothing personal. And I defended the gospel. And after I did that, I was done. I'm not arguing, I'm not debating. We don't agree. Let's agree to disagree. We can talk about anything else. But we don't see it eye to eye. And even with that, even though I'm saying this, this is crazy. Like to this since that happened, like we've become not friends, but like super cool. Like he asked me certain questions about not the Bible, but just different things. This isn't it. Like the the relationship actually mended together. Like he can actually like almost confided in in one situation. So uh again the lifestyle. And I just thank God. To me, it might not seem like much to people, uh, but for me, uh, just watching God, how he did it in the beginning at 23, and how I'm almost 30, just still watching God, how he just go live the life. And then, you know, uh, God allowed you to be in a situation where you're presented to where uh, you defend the gospel. And again, I don't do it out of arrogance. I don't do it out of trying to be mean, but I flatfoot tell people that's wrong. This going to lead to hell. This is the truth. This is what I believe. Uh, uh, I don't agree with that. Uh, compare scripture with scripture. Uh, let me see if I can show you to help you. Once you see you don't want to be helped or you completely defined against it, or if it's going to lead to something that's going to be uh, out of control, I tell you what, we agree to disagree. I shake the dust off of my feet. I'm going to go live, right? And when you're ready to really come receive truth, I'm going to be here all day answering questions.